0: Welcome to Account-Based Marketing. This podcast is designed as a collection of conversations with sales and marketing leaders sharing thoughts and practical tips for growing your most valuable customers. Hosted by me, Alicia Linden, founder and CEO at Momentum ABM. Welcome to this episode of Account-Based Marketing. Today we'll be talking about what's changed for ABM and what's working in this climate, particularly for sales and marketing teams. And I'm thrilled to be joined by Neil Berry, head of Global ABM for Financial Services at Atos. Neil, welcome.
1: Hi Alicia, lovely to be here.
0: Good to have you with us. Neil, you, you've worked at Capgemini Fujitsu and now at Atos to lead their ABM programme for the FS industry. Why ABM? What's excited you about it? Why, why are you still uh, working in the ABM field all these years on?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been oh, wow, uh, just over 10 years now. I was actually looking through, back through my LinkedIn profile the other day and I, uh, I initially started doing... ABM as my first step into marketing. So I suppose it's always been at the heart of everything that I've always done and everything I've always learnt. So I've kind of been very customer centric, especially in my kind of first few steps into the tech world I was actually an apps developer at Capgemini so wow yeah (laughs) go from being this oracle database developer to suddenly wanting to do marketing was um was not a leap that many people had done before but I really took to it and I think it was that account that was actually doing the development on and said that there was this wonderful new thing that they were trying called account-based marketing and I said, well, you know, I'd love to give it a go, and that's kind of where it all started as this junior developer in this big, huge tech organisation. That and it, it, it's just always been a passion. I think it's so good because you get so so much more on the cold face of the customer, and you really get to understand them. That's always been a big part of the appeal for me. Um, but yeah, it's been been a long time coming. It's been very exciting.
0: Brilliant. I think that customer centricity piece and actually having real purpose, you're not aiming marketing at everybody and and you know exactly you've got real intention in terms of outcomes and, and activity. It's brilliant. I, I'm as passionate as I was equally a, a decade ago. So yeah, excited to to be talking about what's what's next. And I I, th- I think Neil, you've probably worked in every flavor of account based marketing as well, looking at deal specific activity. You know, one to one, going a mile deep. And we've we've seen so much change happen over the last ten years, where ABM started as, as this tiny island focused on key and strategic accounts, and kind of the Martech guys went into a bit of an arms race over the past few years to, to really really. The conversation, and now it seems like there some kind of balance is returning, particularly with with fewer channels in play. What's different for you today compared to say six or nine months ago?
1: For me, I think it's actually the recognition of ABM. You know, people actually really understand its its benefits now. I think when I first started, it was it was still in such it almost felt like it was in a trials and a pilot mode. And for me, going into it with fresh eyes as a as a new marketer. I kind of looked at it and said, well, why would you not be marketing in any other way? So then I kind of had to learn backwards in terms of what marketing was about and how you delivered it, which was quite an interesting process, actually. You know, when you take it from stepping into marketing and seeing it with just the customer's lens to then having to step back and look at it from the kind of more corporate strategic level was, um, yeah, it was quite an interesting jump. But I, I think that that recognition is what's really driving ABM forward. I think more organizations are looking at this as now as the only way really to do fantastic marketing to, to their most important customers, because at the end of the day, if you're not making those customers feel special, that's when that, that's when the revenues and the reputation and all the relationships you're trying to develop it begin to decline. And I think most people now are seeing the, the, the real necessity in investing in programmatic ABM. So actually delivering it across the organization rather than kind of going well let's just try it here and let's just try it there actually let's we we know it works it's been proven to work so how can we make the most of it
0: yeah got it I think you make a really interesting point about working backwards to, to think about broader marketing there's there's so many global uh, marketing individuals that I've had conversations with that haven't ever engaged or interacted with an end customer and generally the way that they're, they're looking at that their own marketing efforts, whether it's brand content or campaign development, they're really thinking it as a broad market, how they appeal to everybody versus some of those nuances at the individual account level. So it is quite, quite a leap to make for sure. Uh, what, what about in the last six months as channels have reduced? You're not doing as many events. Um, some of the access that you had to collaborate with account teams has, has gone away in terms of in-person workshops. How, how has that shifted for you and your team when you think about your FSI accounts?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's been a challenge, I think, for everybody. And um, that initial adjustment was, was probably the hardest bit. I think once you've kind of got your mindset around it it becomes a lot easier to become far more digitally enabled when it comes to ABM. I know, you know traditionally I've always been a massive fan of things like direct mail and you know really trying to get those workshops across and give them personal face-to-face engagement and having that taken away is it's almost like having a comfort blanket taken away but I think because most of our the organizations that I've previously worked with have probably done really really well because at the end of the day we've always done this we've always delivered through tech and we've always delivered through through digital means i think that's one thing that we were able to overcome quite quickly but i i've seen a lot of change in terms of different brands and the way that they engage i think that a lot of organizations have actually become more human rather than kind of coming in and yeah, really kind of flogging a brand they're flogging their people And they're kind of really talking about how, and I think that's internally as well as externally, actually, you know, I think they talk about the work that they're doing, the people that are doing it, the way that it's being reflected with the customer, which for me is great because it gives us really good stories to be able to tell to all the other customers that we work with. So, I mean, in terms of that, that kind of six months period, yes, we've been very digitally focused, but actually... Being able to look at the human side of everything has been has been quite refreshing. Yeah, you know, we've done some really great work, looking at how we can help to enable our customers, you know, children, to get them educated in tech. We've done loads of work in terms of trying to to get those customer stories out, and there's been some really interesting stuff that's come through. It's been, uh, I think, it's been a, re- a real nice journey to go on.
0: I think it's definitely forced a level of change um, and, and often you you end up in a, a cycle of doing what you know and um, sometimes these these types of situations definitely force innovation and, and different thinking so embracing digital channels but also really thinking about your differentiation beyond the so often the brand or uh, positioning in the market but really coming to, back to your people Yeah, I think is, is definitely critical and, and thinking about the recent pivot Neil what would you say your, your top three takeouts are what would you what would you tell yourself this time six months ago to, to focus on?
1: Wow I'd, I'd probably say you won't believe what's coming that'd be the first thing I'd say to myself I would say get deep on your data that'd be the first thing I would do because that was the initial step when we all knew that, that what was impacting us we all kind of went right, let's really understand intrinsically how we can get to grips with our data, understand our insight, get that intent early on. Because I think that's the bit that, that most people, you know, as marketers, we look at it on a regular basis. But to really get in depth with it is something that I found really, really useful. Because a lot of our account teams, and this is probably going to be my next point, to be honest, is, you know, to get closer to your account and sales guys, because they hit a point where those one-to-one meetings, those bumping into the customer in the corridors, those kind of natural ways of communicating with customers would be gone. And that's where your data and insight and intent can come in because you act as a kind of third eye to the sales and account world in order to be able to say, well, look, actually they are looking, they are investigating us, they are giving us information on a digital basis. You, You just don't have access to it. So I can be that access for you and so so yeah i suppose it would be you know get get deep in your data become you're even more closely aligned to your account and sales guys because they need you more than ever. And then the third one would actually be to probably coming back to that humanity, the the humane side of things, you know, show some humanity and personality. I think marketing personalities in our industry is something that's waned a little bit over the last two to three years. And I think this has actually re-inspired us all to look back and go, well, I tell you what, let's make it about people. Let's make it something emotive rather than kind of becoming the usual you know, tech or business benefit conversation that everybody else is talking about let's find that unique identifier to, to our organization and that often is it always comes down to be those people and the people that you work with that bring that around
0: brilliant love it so get get deep in your data get even closer to sales and make sure that you're shining with your your organization's personality yeah. be provocative And what about working with sales? You touched on it a little bit there, Neil, and we've seen a massive convergence um, and and that alignment challenge has been hugely accelerated with sales and marketing teams leaning in and working much closer together, particularly um, as sales are not having those water cooler chats or those meetings, that marketing data and the the digital data and signals become quite interesting for sales and equally for marketing teams. They have fewer channels to reach their accounts and sales are are probably more critical than they have been in that mix. What's that dynamic been like for you working with sales teams now compared to this time last year
1: we're really lucky right atos because they as i I think of all the organizations i've worked at i would say that the relationship with sales and marketing at atos is probably one of the best i've ever seen so they they kind of really really do see the warrant and the and the need for marketing as a whole and when you then talk to them about personalization and, and insight and intent and everything else, they get so excited about it. And there's a real appetite for ABM, which is lovely. But over that kind of the, the over the change over the six, last six months, we've really seen that, that that they lean on us even more and they do come to us for. You new, know, new and innovative conversations. What can we use to, to kind of get those meetings and get keep that conversation going with our customer? But I think one of the biggest things we've seen is actually because of the way that the way that the industry has gone and the way that our customers are, are progressing, we're seeing such a quick turnaround in deal based marketing and bid marketing that we need to really stand out in our bid marketing which we've always done well but sales guys now realize it more than ever because the deals are turning around quickly they're coming in quickly and actually they're they're all really relevant to the current situation so having that insight and intent and understanding of what the customer's going through to really position ourselves in the right way has been has been massively crucial because that's that's what they need that's what the sales guys expect and and want to deliver on when it comes to you know the, the deals that they're getting in.
0: I think you're absolutely right from a, a deal cycle perspective and some of the change that's happening in your accounts as well. They're just moving at a fast rate and decisions are getting made quicker than they have done before. And actually how you respond to those can give you first mover advantage. Neil sounds like a fantastic starting base with sales you know great culture alignment already that you were building on and this, is, this has brought you closer what what hasn't actually worked as well what, what are some of the bumps you've seen along the way with, with these changes?
1: Yeah that's a really good question I, I would say that the things that kind of haven't worked well was probably early on in the testing phases because I mean we, we were all going through those, those, those lumps and bumps and I think that at the Minute, lots of organisations are now doing digital events, like it's you know going out of fashion. And there's there's a real white noise, right? Here yeah, we we get it as marketers as well, because there's so so much Martech out there, we're getting marketed too as well. So you see digital invites, invites for digital events all the time. And I think actually one of the things in terms of the sales and marketing relationship has changed because of that, has actually been because they they kind of I think sales have never been truly engaged with that kind of webinar approach and this has been really new to them so i think that's probably been the most difficult thing is getting them to understand that actually things have changed they have progressed they have moved on this is the new normal as everybody keeps talking about but realistically they need to get engagement they need to you know be able to pitch to their customers just as well as we do to them about what this event is about, what the conversation's about, and really get the customer to understand it. And I think it's been that education cycle of saying, well, yes, the digital events may not give you that face-to-face, um, you know, communication and networking opportunity but there's so much more that this gives them because it's that thought leadership that driving content that really makes them understand it and and the sales guys just it was just pivoting them to help them to understand the benefit that it can provide because i think they were just reasonably new to it all
0: I think we, we've seen it with lots of our clients where any virtual events historically have been a marketing-led thing and those webinars and virtual roundtables happen in a dark room and don't necessarily need to involve sales because it, it isn't an in-person event. But actually now there's so much more emphasis on how do you enable those account teams to either have the conversation going into that webinar or post those virtual events. How do you keep a relevant conversation going, particularly where you haven't got that the body language and, and all those other things that go with meeting people in person?
1: yeah exactly
0: what about a, a, accounts so I, I imagine that collaboration with some of your biggest accounts in the financial services side when you're running your abm programs has shifted quite quite a bit i was actually chatting to um, one of our clients who, who mentioned that they had a team that went into the office to do a pitch to, to a particular customer collectively as a group. And their their key account said, well, if you can't produce a pitch virtually, then how, how am I expected to give you this particular piece of work yeah. for you to deliver virtually? So I think expectations at the customer level are also changing. It'd be great to get your thoughts on how you're adapting your ABM programs in the way that you're collaborating.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a really good point because... You know, straight away we've all kind of pivoted to digital technology like you know Microsoft Teams and whatever other, you know, platforms that, that you use. And I I think that we've we've kind of changed quite quickly and the customers are expecting us to be able to be those leaders. You know, when you look at any big tech company, you would expect any of us to be able to turn around and say, well, yes, we're going to pitch to you in this way and it's going to be really exciting. So, you know, we've seen things like digital expos with, you know, entirely virtual reality versions of the our customers offices or virtual reality versions of our offices and things like that where there's things that you can do to to help to shift and change and and make that still exciting but I I think some of the some of the nicest things that you can do is actually again bringing in that that kind of customer engagement and personality as if you were there anyway you know we've seen some really nice stuff around especially around the pitches because that's that's a really interesting point that you made with with one of your clients around how do you how do you still stand out and deliver an engaging pitch when they've probably the customer's probably been sat in front of a screen for the last three four hours hearing the same pitch from other organizations yeah we we really try to make ourselves stand out through having the right proposition with the right message and the right look and feel but so many people are doing that now it's having that that paradigm shift to be able to say we're going to go that extra mile to give you something else you know even if it's something as simple as delivering you know some personalized donuts and a coffee to have whilst they watch the pitch whilst they go through it all because we're all in the same boat we're all trying to make sure that we're getting you know excitement in our day we've all been stuck in probably in the same four walls for the last six months mm-hmm. whilst we've been working you know with families around and everything else so giving customers something else beyond the pitch is probably the the bit that I I think is is one of the most important things that we can do and I think from a technology standpoint initially most people probably restricted themselves to the things that they were most comfortable with But in terms of as we've gone along, I think more and more people have opened up to new ideas of engagement, new ways of engaging, and that's probably been one of the biggest benefits.
0: Brilliant! I think definitely making it more of an immersive experience, and how you can turn those virtual moments into almost humanize them in as you would in the real world setting. And and what about um, some of your planning process? If you think about uh, your m- most strategic accounts, where historically you would build out deep ABM plans for for those accounts in in step with the account strategy. Lots of things are, sh- are shifting in, in your customers all the time and, and faster than they've ever done before. Uh, are you running in more of a sprint fashion now with your ABM plans themselves? Are you responding to Catalyst events at your accounts? H- how is that different?
1: Yeah, so we, I suppose we are and we aren't. Uh, to, to kind of give you an example, so, so we're, we're looking at one of our accounts and realistically they've changed exponentially over the last 6 months not just from a how how uh, you know everything's been impacted but really in terms of their whole organisation changing and that's caused us to refocus the way that we we were working anyway but realistically, we still had a programme of work, we still had stuff that we wanted to do to keep that consistent conversation going. So our plans, our base plans haven't changed. What we've tried to do is try to include them in, in kind of more digital, personalised events as well. So when there's been key topics come up or key changes, or any any triggers that have come up that we've identified, we can then react and that that kind of sprint fashion works as well so that whole agile abm mentality is something that we operate on as well as still having that traditional strategic abm where you look at the massive accounts and you know you've always got these plans circulating and going along and you know nobody would have predicted that come february march this year everything would have changed but being able to spin that and change that quickly was absolutely critical. And we had, we still continued with a number of of our activities, a few of them changed the message slightly, a few of them tweaked and and altered a percentage of the content that we were sharing. But a lot of it really came down to involving them into in this whole new world of what digital and homeworking was really going to look like, you know, and really engaging them in a way that said, look, We're here for you just as much as you need us to be, and it it was it was quite nice actually to be able to have that challenge to turn around and go, okay, let's revisit everything we're doing, let's make sure that we we truly understand how we're delivering it, and what needs to change, and identifying those changes and giving them something extra on top of that was the trigger to be able to say, let's just elevate ourselves above where we were before and bring them into a real comfort zone because. FS organizations on the whole are going through some significant challenges. You know, the the absolute plummet in interest rates uh, that's just affecting, you know, revenues in banks, insurers. It doesn't matter who you are. Those interest rates are just kicking in and they are really kind of getting getting hit hard. So uh, keeping them involved and understanding that actually there are other ways to build efficiencies and and gain that traction was, was really pretty critical for us
0: fantastic so if i'm hearing you correctly you, you've kept the north star the same on um accounts as in direction of travel and and the, the strategic focus but you've really looked at specific tactics and adjust the tone where, where you've needed to and, and pivoted activity almost on, on the hoof yeah. <laughs> as you've gone I- into accounts
1: yeah absolutely you know and it's it's not easy to kind of react quickly you know when especially in you know significantly sized organizations you think well how can we make that change quickly and still still got that engagement but i think when you start to go through it and everybody's going through the same things it, you realize that actually it's easier than, than you first thought
0: we've we've seen that with some of our clients particularly in in banking where historically it's just taken months and many committees to get a decision to, or something changed internally but actually now they're, they're also able to move much much faster which is i think good good for morale and, and good good for their organization as well What, what about messaging and content? You, you touched on keeping some of the core messaging the same. We've talked a little bit about humanizing the, the organization and bringing personality into it. How are you helping account teams stand out and, and really resonate today when there is so much noise?
1: So that is a really good question. I, I think that in terms of the, the real nuggets of things that we've done come in the shape of kind of those real personal deliverables. When, when we've actually got sales and accounts guys having meetings that, that we've managed to gain because we've we've sent them an invite to something that, that is, is relevant and pertinent to them, or, you know, they've engaged with a piece of content, or we've given the sales team something to go in and have that conversation with. We've really seen that being able to give them that next level of thought leadership and highly personalized content is more important now than it ever has been. I mean, when we've done even things like having, you know, the, the simplistic of things like personalized microsites and having you know, blogs and entities on that site that give you a personal understanding of of where we are. And your your piece of research that you, that you did around the the kind of customer buying index was was really really good because it really makes you understand that that alignment to that customer's business is so critical and everything that we do is aligned to what they're trying to achieve and gives our perspective and our reflection on that and shows our alignment to them because that's that's what it comes down to it doesn't matter how you formulate that content or how you deliver it if you know that that person is going to engage with a digital piece of content rather than a physical piece and you know that they're they're essentially going to look at this and say well i want to know more about you and i want to know how you're going to help me to do that placing that in a way or in in an area that they can easily access it easily digest it and more importantly easily understand it in their tone and a language that is, that is uh, empathetic to the situation that they're in was probably one of the biggest things that we've had to do. You know, we generated a load of, uh, load of blogs and thought leadership and, and vision papers for a specific client of ours. And just before we were, we were going to start launching it, you know, the, 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 the current situation kicked in and we said, well, we're going to have to change this. So it was going in and just Rewrite, rereading, and rewriting, and re engaging it to make sure it was still, you know, like, say, empathetic with their business challenges because they all of a sudden were accelerating their transformation digitally at, a, at an unbelievable trajectory. Because prior to that, it was kind of a you know, step by step process, we'll do it in bits. And actually, all of a sudden, they went, Right, this is an ideal time to completely change our game when it comes to digital transformation. And, you know, we were one of the prime partners to do that. And that's where we really had to to step up and show that we understood exactly what they're going through.
0: Brilliant. So putting a lot more effort in from a, a marketing perspective to make sure all your content is hyper, oh, absolutely. hyper relevant to that particular account, and then also f- making it easy for for the accounts themselves to access that content and, and, and information in a in a way that cuts through from all that noise. Brilliant. And and what about channels? You've talked a bit Neil about um, digital and some of the virtual events. With with fewer channels available, how are you using them more effectively? Are you, for example, doing less activity in certain channels, or are you uh, have you upped the cadence what, what what do your account-based marketing strategies look like
1: yeah so we I would say that we have probably in terms of the channels we, we've we've delivered more through sales enablement than I think we ever have before a lot of our sales guys are coming to us to to get help and to get that support in order to make sure they're positioning themselves right because of the situation they don't want to go in and have conversations that could be could be dangerous or could be seen as you know negative what we do is we we try to make sure that we work together to to build a a collective story so in terms of those channels I would say that sales enablement probably the number one we've also obviously gone highly digital as everybody else would have but you know I I still think that that kind of direct engagement with a customer and giving the salesperson something pertinent to talk about has been the key one because if we were not giving them something to talk about they would really struggle to be able to just pick up the phone or drop them an email drop the customer an email to say how are you coping what can we do it, it it's a real big shift because that our account teams went from having you know you know practically being based over the road to our customers in many instances to all of a sudden being on the other side of the country and that that was a, a big change in their own mindset. So, you know, giving them stuff to to keep them, make them feel like they still have conversations to have, was a real was a real kind of a, a key channel for us.
0: Yeah, that's definitely been a big shift. I think when you, you lose those in-person meetings, and we often joke about the water cooler conversations, but it's how, how do you really figure out what's going on in your customers' own businesses? What are they? How are their priorities shifting? And what are those relevant conversations to to be had? Particularly as we've all juggled work life and uh, had had more more to to contend with as we're working from home.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Shifting the the, the conversation slightly, Neil, to your own internal stakeholders, you, you've talked. To about sales teams and and how you're even more aligned with those teams today. Um, wh- what about your senior stakeholders thinking about your marketing leadership team, thinking about your the lines of business and and the functional leads? Would you say account based marketing is higher up on their their radar post these these past six months? Would you say that, that the position of uh, and the impact that the team can have has, has shifted? What's it like for you?
1: We've uh, as an organisation we actually were going through a a change any way so it's you know it came out not too long ago that we've now completely reorganized internally to an industry structure globally so 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 all of our people are now focused on industries which is great right and that for me was a real breath of fresh air because it was all about making us relevant to the customer and making us understand the customer and engage with the customer more so when you then speak to our kind of senior stakeholders about ABM and about the things that we're delivering they do get really excited about it and you know the the account teams are a great because they 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 really sing the praises of the program and what we're doing and they they support us by giving us that kind of feedback and that kind of support when it comes to the senior stakeholders that that we engage with. And I, I'm quite lucky as well, being very honest, because we've got a team within our FSI community who are very ABM and bid marketing adept. You know, the whole leadership team in our in our FSI organisation have all done or delivered ABM or bid marketing in some shape or form over the last year or so so we've, we're all very current and we're all very up to date so we can dist- we can instill that throughout the whole marketing team but when you then go up to the you know the the, the heads of the industry they really get it and all they want to do is make them make atos more relevant to the customer and make the customer understand us in a new light and help to to kind of bring that bring that the, the whole three hours of abm right they mm-hmm. they want them to bring that to the fore as much as possible and they're really seeing a benefit from it and it, it is gaining traction which is exciting because we're seeing more and more of the other industries take on abm and engage with abm and use the, the framework that we're using and it, it's a really exciting place to be at the minute because we've got abm on the radar pretty much across the business
0: and in many ways taking those same principles I think if anything's happened over the last six months it's really focused sales and marketing teams on how are we going to drive impact how are we going to have success so taking components of ABM whether that's an understanding of the customer thinking about some of the content and and those routes to engage and how sales and and marketing both collectively work together um, to target and reach reach accounts yeah
1: and we're having the 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 challenge that you you warned me of well not too long ago about (laughs) the fact that you know when you start to see success all of a sudden and accounts and people start to come out the woodwork and find out about the program and the work that's being done and uh, yeah we get people kind of knocking on our door now which is quite nice so it puts us in a really good position
0: thinking about your team how, how do you keep them inspired how are you keeping them pushing innovating on accounts in in this current climate
1: most of our team are dispersed across the globe so the whole you know working is is something that we've done for the last kind of six months but we've been doing it way beyond way before that as well but we've been yeah. I, I try to kind of make sure that everybody still remains positive we still get to have you know our breaks from work we're not constantly on 24 hours a day and I like to try and find new pieces of thought leadership for us so anyone that kind of comes to us and says we've got this webinar or we've got this Piece of thought leadership. We've got this piece of research. I will always kind of give people a listen because I like to know what's going on, and I like to kind of instill that in other areas.
0: The curiosity in you, Neil. Know. <laughs> I
1: know it's terrible, isn't it? It's uh, but but we we get loads of really good information, and there's some fantastic fantastic ABM programs out there, and I'm very lucky to know some of the people that are running those, and we 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 re- I really try to share with them as much as I can. Um, you know, i've done abm 101 sessions with them all they've they've all kind of really understand it and they're really keen really really keen to learn new ways of engaging because i think in the past we've you know, b2b tech companies are always guilty of just you know delivering a white paper or just giving someone a, a you know an infographic or a brochure and actually now we're really making that shift to true personalization and thinking about things in a new way. And I know, I mean, my, my degree is in computer animation, so I'm not a traditionally trained marketer. I've learned as I've gone along, but that creativity that I've had from quite an early age is something that I try to kind of bring to the fore and try and think of something new all the time. So having regular meetings, regular updates with the team to say, right, what's the next big thing that you've done? You know, if if someone's done something really special, calling that out and showing it to the team is something that I, I find really helps people to to try to think outside the box a little bit more.
0: So keep restless, keep keep focusing on what's coming over over the horizon. Yeah. Stay curious. Yeah, I'm sure there's a tagline for that somewhere. <laughs> and you know, looking forward, it just to bring us to a close, what, what would you? You say it's your single biggest priority is going into 2021?
1: So I would say my biggest priority in 2021 is to continue to push because of our so our internal reorganization but also the way that our customers are now reacting and the way that they've changed you know we we don't know what's to come anymore so again keeping on your toes and keeping reactive to to the needs of the customer is something that we're having to, having to deal with really regularly you know, we will have a meeting with one account with an account team one week we we have it the week after and all of a sudden everything's changed
0: the whole world's changed yeah yeah and
1: and that that for me is is the thing that i'm trying to prepare for next year is is how do we how do we continue to shift like we have been, but quicker? So to, yeah. to be more adaptive, but still be creative and understanding and empathetic with the customer, and and deliver more of a, a more of a, a, an opinion to our customers on their situation
0: yeah got it and, and doing it in a sustained way i think it's very we, we've all done a, a, a solid job of doing it in kind of fight or flight mode um, but actually sustaining that continuous innovation and in speed is is something that none of us have had to do yeah. um, certainly over the last 10 years so uh, let, let's see what the next 10 years bring for abm
1: absolutely it's exciting
0: thanks so much for joining us today neil i've really enjoyed the conversation
1: no problem it's been an absolute pleasure
0: great to have you with us to join the conversation head over to twitter using the abm podcast hashtag and we'll see you on the next episode this podcast is brought to you by momentum abm the account-based marketing consultancy transforming how sales and marketing teams grow their biggest customers you can learn more at momentumabm.com